It takes more than templating out templates that template other templates to be a great software engineer. This is episode 146 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host and human template, Dave Smith. <laughs> soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer all of your non-technical questions about the technical field of software development. And we don't talk about templates. Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> Dave, do you want to thank our wonderful patrons? Yes, I do. I'd like to thank this week those who are contributing at the level where they get a shout out on the show every week. Chris Hogan, The Agile Ventures Charity, Zach Grannon, David Jackson, Sean Clayton, Nick Cantar, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Thank you so much. If you'd like to contribute to the show, Jameson, tell them where to go. Go to softskills.audio. Click the ask a... Nope. Nope. Click the support <laughs> us on Patreon button. Ooh, a twist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretend like it was a twist, <laughs> not a mistake. <laughs> and then you can do that from their wonderful website. Thanks again to everyone contributing. All right, let's just dive into the questions, I think. Do you want to read our first one? Sure. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, Hi, guys. I was faced with quite a dilemma recently. A few days ago, one of my coworkers said he was sick and worked from home. But the next day, he came to the office, constantly sneezing and looking terrible. And for some reason, he finished the day in the office. The same happened the day after that. I don't want to be rude, and I felt for this guy, but I didn't want to get sick either because I have some important tasks this week. What could I have done? I could not just tell him, go home, you fool, you're contagious. <laughs> I could say, hey, I notice you're not feeling very well. Why don't you come to the manager and ask to work from home this week? But I didn't have the guts to do this. Besides, what if he couldn't work from home for some reason? I solved this by lying to my manager that I'm sick too and worked from home. <laughs> what is the best solution here? <laughs> oh, I love this question. There's so many things. <laughs> like, okay, if you're sick, why are you working? <laughs> if you're saying you're too ill, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's to make it a white lie instead of a, a dark black lie. Well, I don't know what the opposite of a white lie is. A bad yeah, lie know. instead of a good lie. Right. But I don't know. I just think that's funny that you'd say, I'm too sick to work, so I'm going to go home and work. I, I guess they, the question asker mentioned they have some important projects to get done. Yeah. I also like the, go home, you fool. <laughs> you fool. Fly, you fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's an effective tactic that doctors use sometimes. Just like, you fool. Don't get sick. <laughs> why, why do you think this person came in anyways? Is it just, I feel like there's an etiquette to not come in when you feel like you're contagious. There is, but I'll tell you what, there are some companies with some really crappy incentives around their vacation and sick time. Mm. You know, like I've worked for a company where they were combined into one pool. And so mm. taking a sick day meant taking one less vacation day. Yeah. If I come into work, then I get to stay at Disneyland one day longer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that being a strange incentive. That's probably what's going on here. Yeah. Huh. Or or maybe they just, hmm, maybe they want to get everyone sick. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> like, why would they? Maybe, okay, I read I read a sci-fi novel recently. It was about giant life-size, like human-sized spiders that become sentient. And in the end, they have to inject all the humans or infect all the humans with this bacteria that basically makes them not terrified of giant human-sized spiders. <laughs> Okay. So maybe <laughs> your coworker has a benevolent illness oh. that is going to, I don't know, make you keep your JIRA tickets up to date <laughs> or <laughs> help you write better unit tests. Make you not feel feel so mad when they take down prod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just give you greater empathy for your fellow man. Yeah. And his approach to doing that is just walk over and sneeze right on your mouse <laughs> and then look up at you and then sneeze right on your keyboard. 
<laughs> and then say, you're welcome. Yeah. You'll thank me later when you have the antibodies, the Jira antibodies. <laughs> Jira. Oh well, I mean, that, is, that does paint Jira as a disease, which I think it is. So, <laughs> Yeah. So what, what, what do you do if you're worried about catching something from sick people that have come into work? Well, I, I mean, you just bug out. <laughs> this is like he nailed it. I'm like, well, just get the heck out of there. That place is a is should be a, on lockdown, and you should not be inside. Everybody, run! <laughs> There's a sick person. <laughs> Flee! Oh, you yeah, could I, you could pull the fire alarm <laughs> and then slip you, out in the crowd. Yeah, you need a flu alarm, <laughs> one that rings all the bells but doesn't summon the fire department and waste yes. their valuable time. Good point. Yes, that's it. It's a little button uh, right next to the fire alarm. Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe it's it's got a moisture detector or something. And you have to sneeze on it and trigger it. I I think I I think your point is valid. Where this seems pretty reasonable. The only weird thing is you felt you felt like you had to lie about it and say, "Hey, I'm sick, so I'm going to work from home." Instead of just saying, "Hey, I don't want to get sick, so I'm going to work from home." That. I don't know. Yeah, that that's feels a little like weird. a reasonable thing to say. <laughs> yeah. This is also another one of those cases. I feel like we often run into questions which which are solved by having a less socially conscious person available that you can sick on the problem. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to say, go home, you fool, you're contagious. But if yeah. you have a coworker who's known for being blunt and people are just like, oh, that's there goes Blunty, the person <laughs> with no tact. Then you just you just need to the problem transforms into one of you convincing Blunty to tell the sick coworker, go home, you fool, you're contagious. This sounds like a job for Blunty. <laughs> yeah. Blunty is very useful. Blunty is very useful. And I feel like one thing I've learned over the past while in my career is it can be useful to be able to transform into, I really don't like that name, but I, I'm stuck with it now. It can be <laughs> useful to transform into Blunty at some times. Like it's not comfortable. You don't like it. It's It feels a little weird and, and outside of the normal bounds of etiquette, but I don't know. It's, it's not outrageous if if they say i have this thing i really have to get done then maybe you say hey try working on that from home like there i I can think of a bunch of potential objections around why it might be awkward like you also mentioned they don't have a place to work from home potentially Um, right yeah but i still feel like this is a valid that that doesn't necessarily mean there's no way you can say anything about it ever. It just might sure. mean the answer might be complicated, especially if you're talking to them as a peer. But if, if Jameson can be blunty, anyone that should give anyone it. in the world <laughs> hope that they too can sometimes say things that make them uncomfortable, but feel important and are not rude. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think I would probably approach this person and ask, oh, geez, I don't know. You know, frankly, I would just keep my distance, I think. I, I if it's multiple yeah, days in a row. because to ask them, you have to get close to them, right? Exactly. I, <laughs> I guess you could send them a message. <laughs> yeah, send them a Slack. And hey, that, look. that has the advantage of being less uh, less difficult, too. I mean, exactly. <laughs> hey, look, I need to chat with you for a minute, but please just stay at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just yell it from here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a pretty clear case where it, it doesn't feel super risky. It, it might feel a little bit scary, but... I don't know. I don't feel like they're likely to blow up on you. Like, what are you afraid of when you confront someone? Sometimes it's of them getting angry or sometimes it's of being wrong. Or them sneezing like in your face. Yeah, or, <laughs> or literally dying of a disease. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of those concerns don't, I don't see how they necessarily apply to the situation. Yeah, 
yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, the the risk here, I think, is that you'll hurt someone's feelings or reveal something about their personal life that they don't want to share. Like, mm. I live yeah, somewhere. Yeah, maybe they... it's a sensitive, maybe maybe it's like a, I don't know, a chronic thing that they're really sensitive about. I could see that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like I live in a very small house with thin walls and my neighbors are loud and I, and I don't know. So that's that's the risk, but yeah. you know, not not a huge risk. But I would probably peel this onion back one more layer and say, what incentive system prompted this person to come in who was clearly very ill and contagious, such that the rest of the team was put at risk? And that incentive system needs to be addressed because I mean, imagine the the productivity loss if one person comes in because of a bad incentive system and ends up crippling the productivity of like ten other people who get sick as a result. Yeah, I think to to go back to the sensitive the potential potential sensitive issue thing i feel like intent and communicating good intent goes a long way so if you can make it clear like hey i'm I'm doing this out of concern for my health and the health of the team i'm not mad at you or accusing you i just want to suggest you work from home sometimes if you're feeling sick or or maybe go home so that you don't get the rest of us sick like Mm-hmm. If, I feel like if you approach it with the right tone, then it feels less likely to explode in your face, even if there are some issues behind why they came into work. For the other part of it, I think you could also cure them. <laughs> okay. And then they won't be sick anymore. All right. Like maybe and then some essential con- oils or something? <laughs> yeah. I think that would definitely cure them of whatever the ailment is beyond having too much money. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not what I meant. (laughs) Okay. The other thing. (laughs) You have friends who sell essential oils, don't you? (laughs) No, no, I don't. Not that I know. (laughs) Yeah, I think if, I mean, maybe their humors are off. (laughs) Their their internal pressures. (laughs) Maybe they have too much blood. They need to be (laughs) leached. (laughs) I mean, software engineering is hard, so we're probably pretty good as doctors, you know? Yeah. I mean, if we could do this. I was going to say, it feels like like witchcraft already, so so fuzzy and vague and full of tradition that maybe you're prepared to tackle this problem of (laughs) curing diseases you don't understand. (laughs) I fix bugs I don't understand with workarounds all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All we have to do is uh, add one to their liver? <laughs> and it looks like that worked in production. Yep. <laughs> and by the throw way, there in, is only prod. <laughs> yeah. Throw an index on their kidneys, I guess. <laughs> Problem solved. Well, has this helped? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like we almost always end our questions with this is a tricky situation. This one doesn't sound terribly tricky unless you're going to tackle the root cause here of why does your company have a perverse incentive system around their vacation policy? Yeah. I don't want to answer that question, though. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I do. The answer is to save them money, right? But but it probably doesn't in the long run. Yeah. I, maybe maybe then you have to show that. And that sounds like a bigger problem than saying, hey, can you please not come into work when you're feeling sick so you don't get us all sick? Yeah. I think I actually do think it's perfectly fine to reach out to someone and say, hey, when you're sick, please don't come in. You don't even have to broach the subject of work from home or whether they have a good place to do so. You know, yeah. just say, hey, please, please don't come in when you're sick. 
you know, yep. I, yep. I, would, I would appreciate it. I have a weak immune system and I don't want to be out for a week. <laughs> My humors are also out of balance, so yes. I'm vulnerable. <laughs> exactly. That's all you got to say. All, all right. right. I will read our next question. This is, uh, this is from another anonymous listener. Hey, I recently went through my company's annual review process. The review went pretty much as expected with things that I was doing well and things that I could improve on. However, I received some negative feedback, which I disagreed with. I asked for additional detail and examples of this, but neither my manager or his manager, our site lead, could give me any concrete examples. After some further discussion, they agreed to remove the comment from my review, but I'm now left wondering why this feedback was added in the first place if there were no examples they could give me. Their explanation for this was it was feedback for our team. Am I wrong or is the annual performance review the wrong kind of place for that feedback? Should I be concerned that they actually have feedback for me but were unwilling to give but were unwilling to do so given my reaction? Is this enough of a red flag to maybe consider looking for a new job? Mm. So okay, so there was some feedback. They they pushed back to get more detail on it. And the manager's answer was, oh, actually, this is feedback for the whole team, not just for you. Is that your understanding here? Yeah, that's how I read that. Sounds weird. Yeah, that sounds a little weird. Yeah. So maybe it's like I accidentally pasted that in there. (laughs) 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 I guess I should read these things before I share them with you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, do do you feel like it is a reasonable expectation that your manager should have concrete examples for critical feedback they give you only if they want you to fix it <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you, do you feel like they they shouldn't be able to say anything to you unless they have an example of a specific yeah, incident or, or behavior at time oh not for me Does i would i mean i my preference would be give me the feedback even if you're not able to exactly describe an example you know i just want to know what the feedback is but i think that the best managers will take the time to collect the facts and share with you specific examples to make it crystal clear to you what yeah this feedback is about yeah i feel like there's a balance in feedback in general between having proof and sharing impressions and yeah. and proof is probably more not probably (laughs) it's more objective and there's a lot more of it but it also means that the problem or the issue is is such that it can be proven right where there's a lot of things that are fuzzy and have feelings or impressions associated with them and i feel like you don't you don't want to never hear that because you you reject anything that is below a certain standard of proof that means you miss out on valuable things Mm -hmm. but yeah I guess this is a long-winded way of me saying that I agree with you, that it feels like your manager should be striving to provide proof for things mm-hmm. because that is better feedback in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think but they, they can, they're still allowed to say things without proof, I guess. Sure. But, and I'm wondering like what really went down in this situation where you sit down, you read all this feedback and then you're like, oh, tell me more about this. And your manager's like, oh, that was never there. You know, I mean, it <laughs> kind of feels to me like the manager... You know, I don't know. You could take the manager for face, for face, at, uh, at face value and say, yeah, this really was team feedback and I gave it to everyone and don't worry about it. It's not actually specific to you or you're not contributing to this particular problem on the team, but it just kind of slipped in there by default. You know, that's possible. It's also possible that the manager realized that on second, like on a deeper look, they didn't have concrete enough examples or they questioned the source of the feedback. And I have been in an annual feedback session once where I had that kind of question. I saw some feedback from an anonymous peer and I said, can you give me some more detail on this? And my manager said, well, I could, but I'm just... 
I'm going to give you some context here, or rather, I'm not going to give you all the details around this feedback, but I think you probably don't need to worry about that one too much. And I just, yeah. I took that for granted, or I took that at face value and said, okay, they're questioning the source of the feedback. The person, it, maybe it was a one-off instance, or maybe there was a misunderstanding. And so I just kind of went on my merry way and ignored that one. And maybe that's what's happening here. Yeah. I think it's also possible that they just are worried about conflict, maybe. Maybe they feel like this piece of feedback is, it's, it's possible that they wilted kind of, instead of mm, saying, yeah. this is what I think the situation is and I know you're not going to like it maybe maybe they were trying to kind of excuse it when they sensed your your disagreement with it yeah which wouldn't be great I mean I don't think most people love conflict though so that's I don't think it's unheard of I, I feel like the more common thing would just be to not put it on there though if, if you're <laughs> yeah. worried about conflict around it. I feel like the much more common concern is people do not get feedback from managers until it's too late it's too late yeah. You're so doomed. the question is, am I wrong or is the annual performance review the wrong place for that kind of feedback? If if the situation is accurate and this is literally feedback about the performance of the team that is, it sounds negative, that ended up on your performance review. Yeah, I think that's wrong. Yeah. I don't know quite what the consequence of that at your company is. It's possible that that affects future things or it's possible it doesn't if it didn't affect the, the actual rating you ended up getting. But that seems weird. Should I be concerned that they actually do have feedback for me? I feel like I would push more on it. Yeah. I feel like I would I would push to see if it's something they think is there but are uncomfortable saying or maybe don't have enough data to back up because Ooh. I like like you I would want to know. You're digging. Even if yeah. even if you don't have like the the number of code lines of code I've written compared with the number last year or I don't know whatever the whatever the proof is I feel like I would still want to know what they thought. Yeah, I agree like what how did this get here, you know, or maybe it is just a problem with the team. I'd like to know more about that and what can I do to help. But that's kind yeah. of a side conversation from your individual performance review, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I would dig into that a little bit. I wouldn't push it too far if the manager says, "Look, don't worry about it." I'd probably say, "Fine. Probably you have other things you can worry about." <laughs> yeah. Would a, is it enough of a red flag to consider looking for a new job? I don't, given the description here, I don't feel like it immediately is. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I mean, if if your rating was drastically different because of this feedback, then that seems pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, if it was like... <laughs> but if well. it was just like, you're doing great, you have these things to work on, oh, and you as a whole failed to deliver this project and you're like wait that was everyone's project i don't know if if it was like one piece of the larger puzzle instead of the thing that made you get a rating you didn't deserve yeah then i don't think i'd be concerned enough to quit yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about this too much either it seems it, pretty innocuous yeah i think it it could reflect the fact that giving good feedback is really hard and for sure is not i mean we've talked before about the path to becoming an engineering manager and it generally involves being a solid individual contributor and then you step into this new role where you have to do vastly different things and and giving direct feedback on folks performance is not a task that comes up in writing code very often <laughs> right like and doing it in a way that they hear and understand and are willing to act on it instead of feel insulted or that comes across directly enough that they understand it instead of soft peddling it mm -hmm. that's that's a hard skill set and it's possible your manager just doesn't have that yet yeah it's possible which i think a lot of people are like that i don't know that that yeah that's that feels standard to me not unheard of i guess yeah and, and like at the end of the day here they removed it from your review. So don't, I, I would say probably don't worry about it. Like it, good on them for reacting that way and saying, oh, you know what? This shouldn't be part of your review anyway. So let's just take it off. I'm going to take it off the official record and now you're good to go. So to me, I think all's well that ends well here. Yeah. You don't think the fact that it looked a little wonky is, is a cause for long-term concern at all though? No. I mean, if this happened every year, <laughs> maybe, but 
I'm not seeing it. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. I mean, it is a software job. This could be the only performance review they ever get at their 18-month tenure at this job. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) There could not be a next year. (laughs) Yeah, I guess for me, this just underscores the importance of being clear and being clear about how unclear I am to make it less clear. If I have stuff that's really solid that I have lots of detail and proof on, then say that. And if I don't, but I have impressions, I think it's fair to say, hey, these are my impressions. This is what I feel and observe. Let's talk more about this. I guess maybe maybe the performance review is the wrong time because you're 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 enshrining things, right? There's some written document. So maybe maybe that's maybe the standard for general feedback is different than the standard of what goes on a performance review. I think one question I'm wondering about is whether the formal performance review is the right spot to put feedback you feel a little bit fuzzy about or a little bit vague about Mm, where or if you should just stick to things that you feel really certain about and you feel like you have a really solid amount of evidence for because this is this formal written document that presumably lives on somewhere and presumably has some effects what what's the responsibility for a manager I think we already talked about how you should you should give feedback that's vague even well don't give feedback that's vague <laughs> you should be willing to give feedback even if it's based on impressions but should you include that kind of stuff in a performance review yeah that's a really or should you keep it really really just buttoned down yeah that's a really good question i'm inclined to say that an annual performance review should be super buttoned down or buttoned up i, <laughs> I don't know which one <laughs> buttoned on <laughs> buttoned around yeah <laughs> Anyway, I think okay. I think the por- formal performance review should be as crisp and fact-filled as possible. And then you can also give verbal feedback, I think, that complements that formal review. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, that stuff lives on and you better be solid. Okay. So, I mean, one of the one of the thoughts was maybe they weren't super sure about it, so they threw it on and then pulled it off when they got pushed back. And you're saying as a manager, maybe don't do that unless you're willing to back it up with with lots of detail and examples. That's what I think. And then have a, a have review. a verbal or offline discussion about the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, have we answered this question? I think so. I think you're safe. Good to go. I don't see any major red flags here, but keep an eye out for other managerial incompetence. <laughs> what do you i mean that's another question what do you do like is your only recourse to just quit and work somewhere where you have a better manager because it it feels hard to have a conversation with your manager where you tell them hey i think you're bad at this please do this other thing instead well i think i think you could have a conversation where you lay out your desires for how you best receive feedback and you could say look on my formal performance review i want positive conquer i want uh sorry i shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) on my formal performance review please only include good things about me (laughs) i guess that is true i mean you do want that (laughs) please give me the best rating the end (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you could say like, look, on my on my formal, my annual review, I want to see very concrete, clear cut feedback. And then, but in person, don't be afraid to share with me these off the cuff things that you've heard or the impressions you've had. I'd love to talk to you about those and maybe together we can work on them, you know, and I would just spell that out for your manager. And that's something I think a manager can adapt to. Yeah. So you be clear in your feedback to your manager. Your feedback. That's what it sounds feedback. like you're saying. Okay. You can get behind that. All right. You can right. button that up. Yeah. And then I will button it down and then I will button it inside out because <laughs> sometimes I wear clothes inside out on accident. <laughs> and the fact that I'm buttoning it inside out, I guess, isn't enough of a signal to me. <laughs> Where can people do if they'd like their own questions buttoned up? They can go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button and we will review it and answer it someday. Thank you so much to all the people who are submitting questions. We really appreciate it. We enjoy reading them. We learn stuff from talking about them and they fuel the show. So thank you for doing that. Yep. Thank you. All right. Catch you next week.